You're listening to the Eltham Baptist Church Podcast. A very warm welcome again to all of you this morning. Thank you so much for coming and, and joining us. And, and yes, even you guys out there on the, on the deck, we see you. We know you're there. <laughs> it's fantastic to... And, and, and further, oh, in the back room as well. Oh, thank you. We see you there. Yes. Hello. That's great. End up there. Thank you. <laughs> okay, guys. Wow. You don't know what it does to our heart. I mean, as, as a church, uh, Christmas, of course, is just a lovely time to celebrate Jesus. And we love to play hosts. So you don't know what it does to our heart to just see this place absolutely packed out and the decking and that too. And hey, maybe next year, even the car park as well. Um, but it's great to have you with us. Thank you for um, planning to come and join us today, making it a part of your Christmas Day celebration. We really do appreciate it. And I just want to slip in also just one other little thank you here. And and that is to the amazing uh, pastoral team and staff interns that I have the joy of working with. They have been working so hard over the last couple of weeks. I, I keep looking at them and thinking about the hours that they're putting in, and I just feel, oh, I feel so apologetic for how hard they've been working. But I just wanted to publicly say a thank you. A thank you to you as a church for um, allowing um, such a team to, to serve you. It really is a great privilege. Well, let me, let me um, pray, and, and then let's just spend a moment uh, thinking about um, what the Bible has to say about this special day. Father, thank you again for the privilege of being here. It is good to be together. Your word actually tells us that it is, that it is good for your people to come together. And better is one day, just one day, spent in your presence than a, than a thousand elsewhere. And we know it to be true. Well, this is your day. You've made it, and we rejoice in it, and we pray now that, that you will come and speak to us through your word, by your spirit. And we, we believe that this is possible. We've seen it happen again and again and again. Let it, let it be once more today, we ask in your name. Amen. Well, here's an easy question for you. Whose birthday is it today? Jesus, absolutely, and Jordan's, Jordan Cummings. 21 years ago, um, God had a bit of a surprise for Neil and Joe, and I guess they were off to the hospital um, for a very, very special, special Christmas gift that day. So congratulations, Jordan, on 20, 21 years, and congratulations, Jesus, for a whole stack more. Yeah. I guess around Christmas time, and, and many of you, let's face it, you can't get it out of your, your head, can you know that later on today, somewhere, somehow, someone is going to have a gift for you, don't you? Or at least you're hoping so. Um, come and see us later, and we'll counsel you if you're disappointed. Uh, but, but gifts, I guess, are a little bit of a part of a way in which we express love. Um, some people, actually, that's, that's a key love language of theirs, is to receive, give and receive gifts. And so gifts are kind of a part of it. And I was thinking the other day about all of the gifts I received at different ages. I guess when I was about this high, one of the ones that I particularly remember was a big gym camper. How many men amongst us remember big gym? Just me. Yeah. <laughs> 
It wasn't a big seller. Um, okay, but, but I did get, yes, Steve, thank you. But I did get, I got his camper van. It was amazing. And ever since, I've wanted to go on a caravan trip. But anyway, that's another story. But Big Jim had a camper van. Um, I, I guess the, uh, as I grew a little bit older, I also remember um, the day Dad bought us a family present, Squatter. Squatter, it was the Australian version of Monopoly. Anyone remember Squatter? It was a bit of a dud. It was a bit of a dud. But <laughs> Matt, you liked it. Your old Matt <laughs> gave it a thumbs up. Um, and, uh, and so we got, we got Squatter. That was fantastic. But nowadays, I guess it's... I mean, we're a hard audience to please, aren't you? But there's, there's no getting, getting past, really, the, the quintessential Christmas gift. That is the iTunes card. The iTunes card. I don't know. And, and listen, I'm not criticizing you. If you've done all of your shopping, you've just brought all of your family and friends iTunes card, good for you. If you're sitting there and you think, I actually don't know what an iTunes card is or, or what it does. Well, let, let, me, let me explain a little bit. Uh, this is right off the website. This is what, what it does. When you redeem an iTunes gift card, this is just to help you out later today. Somebody here is going to get one of these. Don't say church isn't practical. This is really practical. Okay, when you get it, when you redeem an iTunes gift card, the amount on the card, you know, if somebody really loves you, $5. Um, the amount on the card credits to your Apple ID. So you have to have an Apple ID. You can use the credit in the iTunes store, the App Store, the iBooks store. So many uses. As long as you sign in to each store with the same Apple ID, you must have that. The credit is used for each purchase you make in a store until it's gone. Okay, that's how it works. That's how it works. Um, now, it's, it's kind, of, kind of helpful sometimes to break this down. Here is, here is how it works for, for dummies, Apple, Apple gift cards for dummies. All right, firstly you need to create an Apple ID. You need to have an identity, an Apple identity, all right? Um, they start at zero. When you create it, there's nothing there. There are no freebies in this, all right? It starts at zero. You buy or receive as a gift uh, a card, and it's got, it's got credit on it, okay? When you redeem it, the amount on the card transfers over to you. You get that, that credit. Um, it goes over to your Apple ID account, which was zero, but now is ding, $5. Cool, huh? Okay, you can use it in the iTunes store, the iBook store, in the App Store. And the credit is valid for purchases and, until it's gone. Hey, what could be better than that? <laughs> and there ends the sermon. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for a little delay. You know, I've got a little bit more, Ali. I got more in the tank. Okay, <laughs> what could be better than that? The Bible says Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The Bible actually describes him as the, as the hope of the nations, the hope of the nations. And I want to just briefly share with you, why does the Bible say that? How can this baby in a manger, how can this baby change your life? Well, here's the thing. We are born with, a, with an apple-impaired ID. Have you ever noticed that there is a bite taken out of the apple? Does that remind you of something? It really reminds me of something. If you go all the way back to Genesis, there's a piece of fruit that hung on a tree and should never have been eaten. And so a bite was said, we don't know if it's an apple, but let's assume it's an, an apple. I think Steve Jobs would like to think so. But 
but there's a bite taken out of it, and it's, it's symbolic of the fact that at the fall in Genesis, a God tells us that, that though he created us in his, in his image, he created us perfectly, um, nonetheless, because of our sin, our whole identity, that identity of being made in his image, our identity is now impaired. It's wrong. I, I think intuitively, we sort of all know this. Um, we know that our that our elevated state being made like God in his image has now fallen and is not what it is supposed to be. We, we know that something's wrong. Intuitively, we know that something's wrong. Um, we, we see it, don't we, as, as parents when we, we have this beautiful little baby and we, we cannot believe that there is evil in the world. Wow, e- except for the nappy changes. Apart from that, surely there is no evil in the world. Here is this perfect, beautiful baby. And then they turn two. And there's this thing called the, the terrible twos. Now, we might just... We might just credit that to a stage in life, right? Except that the terrible twos come back at us at different and rather inconvenient times of life. How else do you explain the evil plot of terrorists who are wanting to blow up Melbourne? And just before we perhaps get you know, too cocky and self-righteous, how do we explain those moments where we want to blow up somebody's reputation? with gossip and ill feeling towards other people. We know that innately something's not right. Our identity is impaired. We know that it's true. Romans chapter 3.23 says this, all, that's everyone. The Greek there is a very technical word. All means all, everyone, the lot. You got it. We're now experts in Greek. Um, Everyone has sinned. And they fall short of the glory of God. We're not there, we're there. We have an impaired identity. Isaiah 53, 6 6 describes humanity like this. And uh, this is really kind of a little bit of a farming image, but everybody, all we, are like sheep. We've we've gone astray. We've all kind of gone our own way. Each has has sinned and, and wandered away from God in our original purpose. So we all have an apple impaired ID. And the interesting thing is that it's, it's at zero, a little bit like the one that you might create when you get your Apple card. Our impaired identity is at zero, zero credit with God. We might kind of think like, yeah, but remember that time? Remember this? I did this. I've really tried to be a good person, but you know what? It's zero. All of our efforts are zero. You know that reference um, about uh, religiosity and that sort of thing? Religiosity and everything that is bad about religion is thinking that somehow through our efforts we can attain righteousness before God. It's wrong. It's zero. There's nothing you can do to change it. Now, that seems like bad news, doesn't it? We're here to talk about good news. You see... The good news is, and the reality is, that we all have a gift card from God which can be redeemed. And this gift card from God has has credit on it. So here's here's where the story of baby Jesus becomes a reality. Firstly, um, the cradle. Now, this is the bit that I that I love and it mystifies me. I think it is absolutely incredible. But um, John chapter 1 verse 14 talks about um, Jesus being described as the Word, capital W, the Word of God speaking forth. And, and the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. So here's the cradle. That's what that's about. But, but here's, here's another little interesting fact. In, in John chapter 1, verse 3, it's also John tells us that nothing that has been created was created without him. In other words, this little baby that was being created is actually the creator. And that's the mystery for me. I find that just absolutely mind-boggling. Here is the creator God come, the son of God, and he allows himself to be created by his own creation. There is, there is real mystery. And so he is the creator. Um, he created all of, the, all of the trees, everything that you see. Now, we also know that he grew up in a, in a household where his father, Joseph, was a carpenter. He, too, became a carpenter. He would, he would put together pieces of wood like this, and maybe somebody would say, hey, Jesus, fantastic food trough. I really love the way you've made that. Quietly, I wonder if he was thinking, the food trough is nothing. You should have seen the trees that I made, you know, that I you know, ended this. And then we know that Jesus, the the carpenter, had an even greater purpose in mind. He he didn't come to earth to, to make some nice pieces of furniture. He came to earth because the cradle would always be in the shadow of the cross. This was his ultimate purpose. Did the creator... As trees were growing up around him, three to be precise, knowing that one day there would be three crosses erected on a a hill, and his, the, the larger one standing in the middle, his would be the tree that would be crafted into a cross, perhaps even by another carpenter. And on that cross, he would he would die. He would take to the grave our, our sin. You see, this was the purpose. And Luke tells us in chapter, chapter 1 very, very clearly, praise, this is Zechariah's song, praise be to the Lord, the God of heaven, because he has come to redeem his people. He has come to redeem his people. We're talking about the fact that Jesus is a redeemer. He buys us back for our heavenly Father, for God. This is where he, he takes your sin and mine and he places it on the cross. In fact, in, in a later verse, it says, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. So here is Jesus fulfilling his ultimate purpose. The cradle is in the shadow of the cross. Man thought that they made a cross for Jesus. But Jesus knew he made a cross for man. This was his purpose. His purpose was to take the sin of the world upon him. Your sin, my sin, to take that upon him. But, but that's not all, actually. There's, there's more to, to that. In Zechariah's song 2, Zechariah goes on and he talks about the fact that that there is credit on this card. There is righteousness. There is, there is holiness here. It says, he is going to enable us, Jesus will enable us to serve him, to live lives in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. Well, that's credit. Where does that come from? Jesus. 
our sin goes upon Jesus, his righteousness, his credit, his right standing with God, that comes upon us. Beautiful exchange, hey? And for everyone and anyone who believes in Jesus, who believes that he is who he says he is, that exchange takes place. Our sin transfers to the cross. His righteousness transfers to us. We get credit. We get credited with that righteousness. It is an absolutely phenomenal thing. And then one other point here on the gift. Nothing but the old-fashioned loud voice. <laughs> That one. Alright. Does that mean we've got this one too? Oh, yay. Thank you guys. Thank you. Um, so something else about this, this credit card, which gets transferred to your ID. It, it repairs your identity. This is your, your ID, your, your Apple repaired identity. Um, and then, and then the, other, the other thing about this is that it's, it's got infinite credit. Infinite credit. This credit, this right relationship with God, it goes forever and ever and ever. The, the Bible uses the word eternal. And in fact, um, it says that we will have this holiness and righteousness in verse 75 before him for all of our days. For all of our days. It's not just a temporary type thing. This isn't like a gift card that's going to run out of credit. We have credit for all of eternity. Interestingly, um, when the Bible talks about the word eternal in this context, it's not just talking about transcending or outside of time, no beginning, no end. It's not just talking about that, but it's talking about a quality of life as well. Eternal life is a quality of life. And it's talking about that life that you've always wanted. And you can have that because of the credit that Jesus gives you. In John 3.36, John says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. It really is that simple. The Christmas message can be reduced to that. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. All of your days in a quality of life that you have never experienced before. And this credit can be used in all areas of life. There is not an area of life that won't be touched by the goodness of God. When God comes and he lives, lives inside of you, it permeates every area of your life. It really does. It brings, you, it brings you a joy. It brings you a peace. It brings to you everything that you thought belonged to life, that should belong to life, that would be proper. It does that. This is amazing credit that Jesus gives you. And for those of you who understand and have already received this credit, you know you can have a good day and a bad day. What's the difference between a good day and a bad day? Did you remember to sign on? Did you remember to sign on to the right identity? It's so easy sometimes, isn't it, as, as Christians to wake up and just kind of, kind of forget this amazing new repaired identity that we have in Jesus Christ and to go throughout the day stumbling along in our own strength, forgetting the fact that Jesus has already given us all the credit that we need. And it's a credit that we can, we can have. So... Here's my question for you today. This is more than just a sweet story. He really is Jesus. He really is the hope of the world. 
But today, is he your hope? Do you believe that he is who he says he is? Have you ever taken that step to trust him, to be your Savior? The one who can redeem you. Give you a new identity for all of eternity. See, today, you could be a little bit like Jordan. You can make Christmas Day your birthday, your spiritual birthday, I mean. The day that you were really born, the, the inside part of you were born. Oh, there's no doubt the outer, the outside of you is born, but the real you, the you that needs to come alive to God, that needs to be born afresh. What if today was that day? What if today was that day when the inner you, the real you, your spirit, was born again to come alive to, to God? What if Christmas Day could also be your birthday? Why not? Why not? I think God's invitation to you today is to no longer be a stranger, but to come into a personal relationship with Him through Jesus Christ. And I'm going to pray in a moment, and if you would like to, to pray with me, it is very, very simple. Prayer, by the way, means talking to God and listening to Him. But maybe it's time, having heard from Him, that you would like to have a little bit of a chat with Him and express that innermost longing to come and to know Him, to find Him, and to know Him personally and, and intimately. If that is the case, then, then let's all pray now. Let's bow our heads. And you might want to pray a prayer, something like this. God, I sense that you are talking to me, that you're starting this conversation, the yearning inside of me for something more will not go away. And it seems to have come to a bit of a peak today. So maybe it's time. I think, as best as I understand it, you really are speaking to me. And I no longer want to be a stranger. I know something is wrong. I know my identity, the real me, is not everything that it should be. But you've fixed that already, haven't you? Through Jesus. sin which separates me from you, you've dealt with it on the cross. That's why the baby was born. That was his purpose. But more than that, if you would credit me with a repaired image, a repaired identity, new life in you, life to the full, the life I've always wanted, if you would do that, I think that would change everything. The word says that whoever believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. I want to declare this morning my belief in you. I believe. I believe. And I want to trust you to be my Savior. To bring the Spirit within me to life so I can be alive like I was always supposed to. Thank you.
Thank you, Jesus. Well, I hope in some way that makes a little bit more sense of Christmas for you. And perhaps um, so much so that, that you prayed that prayer and, and today's your birthday. If you would like to come and talk to one of the pastoral team or somebody else that you know understands spiritual things, please do that. Please do that today and, and just get a little bit of prayer and advice from them on what the next steps are. We are so thankful that you've been able to join us today. It's going to be a hot one. Enjoy it. Stay safe, won't you? Have a blast. Maybe you'll get an Apple ID. Regardless, you know you can have an even better identity in Jesus Christ. Bless you and thank you again so much for joining us. You've been listening to the Eltham Baptist Church Podcast. If you'd like to hear more or simply pay us a visit, go to www.elthambaptist.net.